The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. Welcome, everyone, to Generation Regeneration. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host and founder of health and wellness company, WCubed, that you can learn more about at wcubedscommunity.com. Thank you so much for joining me, whether it's live or on demand. Our goal with the show is to provide information and support for those who want to take ownership of their health and engage in a lifestyle that regenerates their body, mind, and spirit. And it's become clear to me that it's necessary to deal with more than the conscious mind to make a sustained lifestyle change. You need to go deeper and perhaps rewire the brain or update subconscious programming that's not serving you. So we address both aspects on this show. We feature many practitioners who provide information about good daily choices and also those who specialize in getting at the deeper root causes of what may be driving your poor choices so you can move beyond them and make better choices naturally. One example is practitioner Brian Radke, who was on the show on September 29th and discussed subconscious reprogramming with a modality called Psych-K. And last week, on October 13th, we discussed the emotional freedom technique, or tapping, with Dr. Dawson Church. I encourage you to check out these shows on demand if you missed them, because they're both about working at levels deeper than your conscious mind to affect lasting change. And that, to me, is the key. And today, we're going to discuss a great choice that we can all make, which is to help those in need in our communities with charitable giving, especially now that the holidays are coming up. Our guest today is CEO of Amp Your Good, Patrick O'Neill. Amp Your Good was founded based upon the idea of using technology to make helping out easier to do, more social, more efficient, and more impactful. They want to amplify the good in everyone by enabling their good intentions to have the greatest impact and are disrupting how foods and other goods are donated. Patrick's going to tell us all about the Amp Your Good business model, how you can organize your own drive, or donate the specific goods that charities need most. You can learn more at www.ampyourgood.com. Welcome to the show, Patrick. I'm so thrilled that you're here today. Well, I'm delighted to be on the show. Thanks, Sandra. Wonderful. Now, Before we start talking about Amp Your Good, let's talk about you. You're a graduate of West Point and were the CEO for a real estate and development company for 17 years. Why did you decide to pivot and found a company that aims to disrupt how charitable giving is done? Uh, Well, that's a great question. Uh, And it really uh, goes back to uh, my childhood. Um, uh, I was raised by uh, fairly staunch Irish Catholic parents. And uh, my five brothers and sisters and I all uh, grew up in a household where uh, giving back and serving others was something that was uh, just built into our lives. And uh, 
you know, that, that early experience uh, uh, of being an altar boy, uh, running food drives as a teenager, and doing other things is something that has always been a part of uh, how I've lived my life <clears throat> uh, since then. Um, uh, probably one of the reasons why I uh, went to West Point and uh, continued on uh, active duty military service for a period of time. And uh, after I left active duty, uh, while I was uh, uh, just had a, a couple of jobs before I, I founded a real estate uh, company, which I uh, was involved with for a long time, I'd always been involved uh, with uh, various charities, uh, doing various things to help others. And uh, the, the pivot I made really was a combination of things. Um, about uh, four or five years ago, uh, really on the heels of the Great Recession, I really thought long and hard about uh, whether I wanted to continue uh, the real estate company as my primary activity, uh, particularly given the uh, economic uh, climate. <clears throat> and at the same time, I was looking at things that uh, where I'd reached a point in my life where I was really interested in uh, maybe sort of my, the next phase of what I could do. And uh, during the Great Recession, it was very apparent that there were many, many people who uh, needed help. Absolutely. Uh, a lot more than before the recession started. And uh, I've always been sort of a uh, uh, technology hobbyist. And I really felt in uh, my own experience of uh, being involved with a, a number of charities that there was a opportunity to develop some technology that would really uh, help uh, nonprofits uh, get the things that they need to serve their mission. Yeah, I love that you listened to that voice in your head that was prompting you to pull together a lot of your skills and your desire to help others. That's really wonderful, and I think it's a shift that a lot of people are feeling right now. So you mentioned that there are issues with charitable giving. So can you go into what those are and how Amp Your Good addresses those? Sure. Well, we're focused on uh, what we refer to as goods-based giving. Um, when people are charitably minded, there's a couple of ways that they can help out. <clears throat> many people will donate money to a cause that they want to support. Uh, many people have uh, time and uh, the inclination to volunteer that time to help an organization uh, serve their mission. And those are great ways to help. Uh, the third way, of course, is you can donate things that uh, a nonprofit organization needs. And a lot of the things that people donate are donated through... Uh, the kinds of charity drives that most of us are familiar with. <clears throat> uh, food drives, uh, toy drives, school supply drives, blanket drives, and the like. And um, uh, I was convinced that uh, there was a real problem with uh, goods-based giving, which is reasonably well documented, and, and that is that people tend to do donate many things, many goods, <clears throat> really with the best of intentions, and uh, whether or not that thing that they're donating actually matches what the nonprofit organization needs or most needs to serve their mission, uh, turns out that there's a pretty high percentage of things that people donate that are never actually used by the nonprofit that receives them uh, because they're mismatched for one reason or another. <clears throat> so one of the issues that we resolve with respect to that is our system ensures that uh, every item that somebody donates, uh, whether it's uh, food or blankets uh, or other things, uh, is actually matched up with what that nonprofit organization needs. Uh, you can think of it as sort of a wedding registry effect. 
so that everybody who has this good intention to help can knowingly uh, understand that uh, what they're donating is really the thing that's uh, needed. So that was really the, the, the big thing that we were interested in. Uh, the other thing, which is maybe a little less uh, uh, tangible in a sense, <clears throat> is that uh, we thought that if you uh, could provide a uh, really uh, strong donation experience, that people would tend to donate more, uh, mm-hmm. maybe more frequently or maybe more when they do donate. And what we relate that to is that um, uh, good space giving, and it, by its nature, takes more time and energy than, let's say, donating money, but plenty of people do it. Uh, and you, it sort of begs the question, well, why do people do it when uh, sending a check-in or going online and making a credit card a donation is uh, just easier to do? And a lot of that really has to do with uh, people wanting to understand the impact that they're having when they're looking to help out. That's a good point. And that's something that Good Space Giving provides to them, because when you donate some food, you understand that that's going to feed somebody who is dealing with hunger, a blanket's going to keep somebody warm, you know, those kinds of things. And what we were interested in doing was making uh, Good Space Giving as easy as donating money, but retaining for that donor the understanding of uh, the impact that they're having. So that was another uh, important attribute of what we were trying to do. Yeah, that's great. That's a really great story. And I like the analogy of the wedding registry that you gave because it's very much like that. Because right now the giving to a new married couple is very organized. They lay out what they really need and that's what they're given. Uh, It's not as though it's a free-for-all and they get 50 gravy boats and that's it. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're bringing, really you're bringing, true. yeah, you're bringing great technology to bear here. Now, can you talk to us also about how exactly it works? You refer to your food drives as crowd feeding, for example. So, how does it work in terms of setting up a drive or donating to a drive? Uh, how does that work on your platform? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll just uh, run you through. It's a, it's a pretty simple process, and we. We talk about food drives as crowdfeeding because uh, for those of your listeners who are familiar with crowdfunding, which is something that's become uh, more popular in the last uh, three or four years, there are some similarities to how we work compared to a crowdfunding uh, company. And so when a group wants to uh, run a food drive, uh, they uh, get in touch with us. Uh, We have plenty of ways to contact us through our website. Uh, They can call us. And we collect some basic information about the drive that they want to run, Uh, things like the organization that they want to support, when they want to start the drive, when they want it to end, and uh, just a few other pieces of information. And with that information, we'll set up a web page for their drive. Uh, We'll contact the nonprofit organization that they want to support and find out from them the uh, most in-demand food items that they're looking for and we'll set that up as part of the drive that that group wants to run. Mm. And whoever is uh, organizing that drive on behalf of the group, uh, once we've set that web page up, when they reach out to their community, and and the kinds of organizations that we have that use our site range from uh, businesses, uh, schools, uh, civic organizations, um, uh, like the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts, uh, faith-based organizations, all these different kinds of groups that we're all kind of familiar with who uh, organize food drives. And so when the person in charge reaches out to their community, if it was a traditional food drive, they'd be telling them where the collection box is and uh, 
and, and, and provide people a list of food that they can bring to that collection box. In our case, uh, they give them the address of the webpage that we've set their drive up for. And when people get to that webpage, if they're inclined to donate, what they're able to do is actually pick out and purchase the food items that they want to donate. Uh, they purchase them at our site uh, through a standard e-commerce process. And then when the drive is over, we take all those uh, food items that people have uh, purchased and we deliver them directly to uh, the food pantry or soup kitchen that's uh, supported by the drive. Wow, that's wonderful. And you're talking right now about food drives, but like you said, there are a lot of organizations that can set up these drives for various things, like you said, toys, blankets, and so forth. So it goes beyond just food, correct? Yeah, it really does. Um, We're uh, really uh, privileged to be working with some terrific nonprofit organizations that are actually using our site to run drives to uh, directly raise the goods that they need. Um, We're doing some work with uh, Habitat for Humanity, for instance. They're uh, running building material drives where people are able to purchase two-by-fours and roof shingles and other things you would need to build a home. Uh, so that they have these materials for uh, particular projects that they're planning. Uh, We're doing some uh, great work with uh, the United Way. Uh, They're using our site to raise home furnishings for uh, housing that is uh, designed for developmentally challenged people. And uh, a bunch of other organizations with uh, different kinds of uh, camping gear, sports gear. Uh, uh, If you... If you can think of a nonprofit organization whose mission, at least in part, uh, needs to have some physical goods to achieve their mission, then that's uh, a candidate kind of organization and kind of drive that uh, a group can sponsor on our site. Got you. That's wonderful stuff. And folks, again, that's ampyourgood.com if you want to hop on the site and check out some of these drives that are going on, especially around the holiday season. A lot of these organizations can use goods. So thank you so much, Pat. That was a great intro. And that brings us to our first break. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And our guest today is Patrick O'Neill, CEO of Amp Your Good. And on the other side of this break, we're going to talk a bit more about food, and in particular, Food Day 2015, which is coming up, and a particular food drive that they have going on called the Real Food Drive. So thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you soon on the other side with some more great insights. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. It's here. Announcing the launch of a new health and wellness community called whole-treatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. Are you a wellness entrepreneur or practitioner who wants to grow your business dramatically without compromising your values? Are you ready for an adventure and expansion with Sandra Mahotra? 
host of Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio, and Noam Kenstucky, accomplished coach and creator of Masterpieces? If yes, then apply to our Abundance Cubes Transformation Program, and you could be one of six entrepreneurs who receive business coaching and media exposure in our success challenge. Go to www.wcubedcommunity.com and click on Abundance Cubed under our radio show to learn more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and our guest today is Patrick O'Neill, CEO of Amp Your Good, a for-profit company that developed a unique online platform which makes it easy to set up charitable drives online and for people that donate exactly what is needed by that charity. And we've talked quite a bit about food drives up to this point, although they work with any institution that requires goods, as Pat said on the other side of the break. And, but let's talk about food drives a bit in this segment. And there are issues of quality and quantity with food drives. And I'd like to focus on the quality aspect right now. And there's a big day for the food movement coming up on Saturday, October 24th, which is called Food Day 2015, which is all about good quality food. So can you talk to us a little bit more about this day, Patrick? What is it all about for those who might be unaware? Sure. Well, uh, Food Day is uh, uh, sponsored by an organization called the Center for Science and the Public Interest. And they're a, a Washington, D.C.-based nonprofit organization that is um, laser-focused on the connection between diet and health. And uh, the work that they do is uh, historically has primarily been to uh, work to help uh, influence and shape uh, federal policies that have an impact on all of us in terms of uh, the the kind of information that's available about food that we eat, um, the, and actually the kind of food that's even uh, available for us to um, think about eating. So four years ago, they uh, launched the initial uh, food day as a means to uh, help create awareness uh, generally uh, in the public's eye about the need to uh, think about one's diet and also to create awareness of the work that they do in that, uh, you know, we're all uh, voters and um, most of us are not aware of how influential federal policies are in the uh, food distribution system. <clears throat> and so they're interested in uh, both using the day to 
uh, help people to become more conscious of their diet, and secondly, to uh, hopefully tie people into the notion that uh, as citizens, there's actions that they can take to influence these policies at the federal level that really impact us all. That's right. Yes. And we're going to talk about that more as well in the next seven, because I'd really like to get into that. Um, But for now, let's continue talking about Food Day. And Amp Your Good is a Food Day national partner. Why did you choose to do that? Well, I guess really for a couple of reasons. Uh, uh, The the first reason is that the what Food Day stands for in terms of trying to encourage to uh, people to uh, uh, consume um, healthier food uh, really resonates with us. And uh, the way it resonates with us is that our the most active part of what we do is to host uh, food drives, and uh, food drives as we mostly know them are limited to the collection of non-perishable food, typically cans and boxes of various things, cans of soup, cans of beans, boxes of pasta and whatnot. <clears throat> and it turns out that the part of our population that's struggling with food insecurity, which is a sort of an embarrassingly high number, um, you're talking about somewhere between 45 and 50 million people in our country are struggling with food insecurity. And um, there was a recent report in uh, the Journal of American Medicine that stated that roughly uh, half of all adults in our country are either diabetic or pre-diabetic, which is also uh, sort of shocking and embarrassing. It's frightening. Yes. Uh, But the the rates of diet-related conditions amongst the uh, population of people who are dealing with food insecurity is uh, even higher. Uh, uh, Obesity, diabetes, hypertension, those conditions are rampant in this community of people who are struggling with, uh, with hunger. Uh, and one of the primary causes for that is a lack of access to healthy food. Yes. And so one of the things that our system is uh, able to do with respect to food drives is that rather than uh, providing people a way to donate non-perishable food, uh, we're a way for people to donate uh, perishable food, uh, fruits and vegetables, and other kinds of healthy food that creates a way for those kinds of foods to get to food pantries uh, and soup kitchens so that people who are struggling with hunger are able to access healthy food through some of these places that traditionally might be distributing food that's not really considered that healthy, the the non-perishable foods that uh, people are donating. That's right. So, So partnering with Food Day... Uh, first of all, it was great alignment because they're trying to get people to uh, think about their diets and eat healthier food. And we're trying to essentially do the same thing for a particular part of our population. And the opportunity to be a national partner with them um, gave us both uh, the ability to uh, talk about uh, how we can all get healthier food to a part of our population that generally lacks access to it. That's right. And you made a great point about a lot of food drives providing non-perishable foods, a lot of which may be low-quality carbohydrates. It could be things like pastas, rices, things like that. And we've talked a lot on the show with doctors and healthcare professionals how it's those things, those carbohydrates, those sugars that drive 
higher insulin levels, insulin resistance, eventually diabetes, obesity, all these things. So it's just a cascading effect. And the fact that there are certain parts of our population that are more affected by that um, is really something to be concerned about. And it's really wonderful that Ampure Good wants to get in and do something about this. And one thing that you're doing in particular uh, is something which you're calling your Real Food Drive campaign. So can you talk to us about that? Sure. Well, uh, <clears throat> the Real Food Drive campaign is uh, it's a national campaign, and it, is, uh, it has a connection to Food Day, which I'll, I'll cover in a minute. But essentially, it's a, a campaign uh, in which uh, we're looking to engage uh, all the kinds of groups that are thinking about food drives during this time of the year. And as it happens, this is we're just heading now into the period of the year where there's sort of the highest rate of food drives. Um, you know, if you're if you work at a hunger organization, you you sort of think of this as food drive season, kind of now through uh, you know the the, the holiday period uh, later on in November and December. <clears throat> so um, the idea of the real food drive campaign was to um, uh, band together a number of uh, nonprofit organizations uh, that are all that all have this common interest of um, diet and health and those dealing with hunger and really create awareness in the public's eye that there's a different way you can do your food drive and um, in a very simple way to get people thinking about <clears throat> instead of a can of super beans Think of an apple or a bunch of carrots as something you could donate because it will actually have a better impact upon those that you're trying to help. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And what I would guess is that the folks who are facing food insecurity, if they're not eating good food, which is nourishing, that just further exacerbates their situation. If they're not healthy, if they're underemployed or unemployed and having a lot of trouble making ends meet, then not having that foundation of nutrition uh, is really perhaps trapping them in a situation that's difficult to get out of. Can you comment on that? Yeah, well, I think that's really true. And, you know, I think most people can relate to, to this in a very simple way. If you skip breakfast and lunch, um, whether you're going to school, going to work, uh, really whatever you're going to be doing that day, you're probably not going to be performing as well as if you had a healthy breakfast and a healthy lunch. Um, alternatively, if you had something to eat, but it was uh, cake for breakfast and um, yes. you know cookies for lunch, uh, you're, again, probably not going to feel the, the best that you can feel and, and you're not going to perform. Um, for many of us, uh, Happily, that's, that's a choice we can make. We can decide to eat cake for breakfast instead of something healthy, uh, cookies for lunch instead of something healthy. Right. But for people who are trapped in these uh, circumstances of underemployment or unemployment or school children that are living in those kinds of environments um, where there may not be any food at home and the only places that they're getting fed are at school, um, that's just a daily reality. And, um, and, and, and so the lack of access to healthy food, as you just said, you know, it, it's part of a complex set of things, but it's really a, a big contributing factor to um, why people uh, can get stuck in these, in these life situations that 
are, are very hard for them to get out of. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we talk about a lot uh, the value of good nutrition on this show, and it really does impact your mind, your body, and your spirit, and your outlook on life, and your ability to achieve your goals and to continue growing. If that foundation of nourishing food isn't there, it's very difficult for the rest of these things to happen. So uh, by doing this, by helping folks to get real fresh food, you are helping in a lot of ways for them to improve their lives, not just fill their bellies. Well, and that's the idea. You know, we, we are, the name of our company, Ampure Good, is short for uh, Amplify. And what we're interested in is um, uh, taking somebody's good intention and amplifying that good intention as much as possible. So by, um, as I said before, by uh, you know, donating an apple instead of a can of beans, uh, they're both food items. Uh, but in fact, uh, the apple is going to help that person more than the can of beans will. So you're, you're amplifying the, the help that you're actually providing to someone. Absolutely. And that is wonderful stuff. And on that note, we're going to get ready for our next break. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Malhotra. And my guest today is Patrick O'Neill, CEO of Amp Your Good. And we just talked about the importance of good nutrition and healthy foods for those who are in a situation of food insecurity. How is it? It's important for all aspects of their lives. And one thing that Patrick hinted at earlier was federal food policy. So I would like to dive into that a little bit and understand a little bit more what's going on there and how that affects all of us. So stay close and we will see you soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Are you a wellness entrepreneur or practitioner who wants to grow your business dramatically without compromising your values? Are you ready for an adventure and expansion with Sandra Mahotra, host of Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio, and Noam Kanstucky, accomplished coach and creator of Masterpieces? If yes, then apply to our Abundance Cubes Transformation Program, and you could be one of six entrepreneurs who receive business coaching and media exposure in our success challenge. Go to www.wcubedcommunity.com and click on Abundance Cubed under our radio show to learn more. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and our guest today is Patrick O'Neill, CEO of Amp Your Good, a for-profit company that developed an online platform which makes it easy to set up charitable drives online and for people to donate exactly what those charities need. Now, Patrick, on your Amp Your Good website, you mentioned that Food Day is designed to inspire people to eat healthier food and to work to change our country's food policies. Hint, they currently stink. Many of these policies are pointing in the wrong direction, encouraging people to eat the wrong food. Incredible, but true. And you hinted at this uh, during the other segment, and I'd like to ask you to elaborate on that for a moment. Why do you think federal food policy stinks? Well, uh, I guess, you know, at, 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 a, at a broad level, uh, when these policies are uh, formulated and 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 what hap- what's happening now, uh, some of the listeners may be uh, aware of, is that um, every five years, uh, the USDA and uh, Health and Human Services Department uh, do a review of what the uh, federal food, food policies should be. And <clears throat> once they set those uh, guidelines uh, or reset them as, 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 as the case of what they're doing this year, um, those uh, guidelines are the things that wind up impacting how, uh, for instance, uh, monies that go into school systems to for uh, school lunch or breakfast programs are to be spent. In other words, what kind of food uh, those monies can be used to purchase. And, and so uh, it turns out that uh, in the shaping of what these guidelines are, like everything else that goes on in Washington, there's a lot of lobbying. Mm. And the lobbying in this case is mostly done by uh, food companies that uh, have lots of money to spend on these kinds of things and uh, who are interested in making sure to the best extent that they can that the policies are written 
to support the purchase of the kind of food that they make. And um, most of these companies, uh, unfortunately, are essentially processed food companies. So, uh, you know, you you might see a school system that has uh, a lot of snack food that is uh, processed food instead of snack food that is, uh, let's say, apples and oranges and bananas and carrots, just to sort of simplify it. Um, one of the things that I think uh, uh, your listeners may find interesting, I was sort of floored when I found this. I, I'm familiar with a, uh, a young company that has developed a kind of ketchup that uh, is infused with uh, spinach and squash uh, and uh, carrots as a way to make uh, ketchup uh, healthier. Uh, wow. you know, kids, kids put ketchup on their French fries, on their hamburgers, and you know whether or not that's the best food for them to be eating. At least uh, when they're putting ketchup on it, they're getting some vegetables in a way that they probably don't even realize. But it turns out that <clears throat> the federal government won't let this company call their product ketchup because it has vegetables in it. Wow. And uh, that sounds sort of crazy, but uh, that's another... Uh, that's just an example of how the federal rules work yes. in a way that uh, you know most people would never think about. Sort of losing sight of the spirit of what they're supposed to be doing, it sounds like. And yeah, I think a, a funny thing that I heard, uh, there's a movie, Fed Up, that came out a little while ago about some crazy food policy that we have. And, and isn't pizza considered a vegetable in some schools? Yes. <laughs> So the ketchup with the vegetables in it can't be considered ketchup, but pizza can be considered a vegetable. So I think that's an, an example of yeah, uh, how we're going awry here. Yeah. Well, and those are, you know, both of those are great examples of um, uh, things that people, you know, sort of in their daily lives wouldn't even wind up thinking about. But if you if you track through what that means, let's say in terms of uh, federal monies that are supporting uh, school fee uh, lunch and breakfast programs, uh, that means that uh, a school can classify, uh, or because pizza is classified as a vegetable, that gets to be counted towards the vegetables that they are um, providing to the kids, because there are other rules that say that the schools have to provide a certain amount of vegetables. So uh, they, they are able to um, provide pizza and check off the box that they've provided a vegetable. <clears throat> and um, that's probably not what parents of those kids are thinking when they are understanding or think that they understand that the school lunch program includes vegetables. Yes, that's right. Now, this is a huge problem that uh, I think a lot of folks are aware of, especially nonprofits. And there are many who are working to educate and improve national food policy. The one that you just talked quite a bit about is Food Day. That's a big event. Are there others that you're aware of that, that people can look into? Yeah, there really are. Um... You know, I, so I've mentioned the Center for Science and the Public Interest and uh, really the, the great work that they do. Um, there's an organization called uh, Food Tank, uh, that's uh, one word, and uh, their approach is um, looking at the whole uh, food system, uh, everything from policies uh, like the ones that we're talking about to um, how to uh, better deal with food waste, 
Uh, in our country, we throw away, I think the numbers now, uh, around 40% of the food That's what I've that, heard. We, that we make. And um, sort of at a broad level, you could say, well, gee, if you have 45 to 50 million people who are dealing with food insecurity, but you're throwing away 40% of your, of your food, isn't there, isn't there a solution somewhere in that equation? Exactly. Um, um, there's another organization, uh, really a wonderful organization called uh, Change Food. Yes. Uh, they're based in New York City, and they're um, they're a great uh, connector and sort of aggregator of some of the key people that are doing really good work um, in the whole food movement, from the agricultural side to the production side uh, to the food waste side. <clears throat> And uh, I'd also mention uh, the Institute for Responsible Nutrition. They're based in San Francisco, and they uh, kind of like uh, the Center for Science and the Public Interest. They're really interested in getting um, accurate information into the public public's hands about the nu- nutritional quality of food. You know, believing that once people understand the the facts, that that will uh, encourage them to eat healthier food. Yes, that's right. Okay, so those are great nonprofits, Food Tank, Change Food. Uh, we've had both of their founders and executive directors on the show. Uh, for Food Tank, it's Daniel Nirenberg, and for Change Food, it's Diane Hatz. Uh, all these organizations are online and on social media, so they're very easy to follow. And if you get on their newsletter distribution list, they send out regular updates to things that are going on so that you can stay informed. So, yeah, so understanding what's going on with nonprofits is a way, great way to get involved. Uh, also, getting involved in food drives. So what else would you suggest that folks do to try to uh, push a change in the marketplace and federal food policy? Well, I think uh, one very simple thing to do is, uh, you know, every time that any one of us uh, makes a food purchase, um, we're we're voting with our dollars, and exactly. so um, uh, that's literally an opportunity every single time to decide whether you want to uh, uh, purchase food that's uh, better for you or not, um, and so that's I think something that anybody can do to. Um, to help both themselves and um, and others, uh, because uh, what we've seen in the last, uh, or particularly in the last year, is that uh, people acting as consumers have uh, caused uh, food companies to make some uh, pretty important changes to what they're uh, trying to get people to buy. Um, it, it, McDonald's, for instance, has uh, uh, committed to. Uh, uh, a schedule where, where they will wind up serving uh, uh, any of their chicken uh, products uh, with antibiotic-free chicken. Yes. Now, you know, that's that's a small step in the right direction, but the only reason that they did that is because people were voting with their dollars. Yes. And there's many other companies that are making uh, changes, some small, some larger, that are reflective of the company's recognition that people are interested in and they're more interested in what they're putting into their bodies, and uh, these companies need to respond to that. That's I right. That's the, uh, excellent. The, yeah, and on the federal food policy, I, I would say the probably the simplest uh, thing that anybody can do. <clears throat> I mean, certainly you can get involved with uh, your elected officials and communicate to them your concern about these kinds of issues, and I think that's something that everybody should do. Um, I think to support these nonprofits that are doing great work. 
that benefit us all uh, is something people can also think about. And it's very easy to make a donation to these uh, organizations. They all have uh, you know, easy ways to donate to them on their websites. And that's, uh, that's another way to, uh, to help out. Totally agree. Yeah, there are a lot of wonderful organizations out there working on behalf and with a little bit of time um, and perhaps some donations, you can really help them out a lot to move companies in particular directions and federal food policy. And I think your point about the choices that you make every day with the food that you buy is huge because these companies will keep doing what they're doing with the cheapest ingredients possible if nobody is going to stand up and yell about it. So let's stand up and yell. And and when we do, change does happen. So that's a really great point. So thank you. And it's actually time for our final break. So thank you, Pat. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Um, our guest, again, is Patrick O'Neill, CEO of Amp Your Good. And we're going to go ahead and wrap up on the other side with some final thoughts from Pat and more information about the drives that are ongoing in Amp Your Good. Thanks again. See you in a few. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. It's here, announcing the launch of a new health and wellness community called whole-treatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together, we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. Are you a wellness entrepreneur or practitioner who wants to grow your business dramatically without compromising your values? Are you ready for an adventure and expansion with Sandra Mahotra, host of Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio, and Noam Kanstucky, accomplished coach and creator of Masterpieces? If yes, then apply to our Abundance Cubes Transformation Program, and you could be one of six entrepreneurs who receive business coaching and media exposure in our success challenge. Go to www.wcubedcommunity.com and click on Abundance Cubed under our radio show to learn more. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you again for joining us. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and my guest today has been Patrick O'Neill, CEO of Amp Your Good, a company that has developed an online platform which makes it easy for charitable drives to be set up 
online and for people to donate exactly what is needed, especially things like fresh fruits and vegetables to food drives. So speaking of which, before we go, Pat, can you remind everyone about the Real Food Drive and how to go ahead, get online and get involved? Sure. Uh, so the, the Real Food Drive, is, it's a national campaign, uh, meaning that uh, wherever a group is located anywhere in the country that wants to or is thinking about planning their food drive uh, between now and the end of the year, they can join the campaign, uh, use our uh, website to host their food drive. Uh, there's no cost to do it. And it's really easy to do. And, um, and turn their food drive into something that raises uh, lots and lots of uh, healthy, uh, perishable food to support that food pantry or soup kitchen or shelter that they're looking to help out. That's great. And it's a wonderful thing to be doing around the holidays. And one thing that we've started doing in my family, actually, is making charitable donations on behalf of each other for gifts. Because when it really comes down to it, we don't need anything. <laughs> We're so fortunate. We have everything that we need. And so it really feels good to be able to go ahead and make a charitable donation in someone else's name. It just works for everyone. So I would encourage folks to think about that perhaps this year if you want to go ahead and start a new tradition in your family. And Pat, as you mentioned, Amp Your Good does more than food drives, although that's a very important part of your work. So can you just give us a look at some other drives that are in progress? You mentioned some before, but what are some others that you'd like to feature? Sure. Well, uh, so uh, I had mentioned before that uh, we do uh, work with Habitat for Humanity, uh, and uh, they're using our site for people to uh, be able to donate uh, things they need for building projects. Uh, uh, two-by-fours and windows and whatnot. Um, we're also doing work with the United Way. Uh, they're uh, raising home furnishings for housing for developmentally challenged uh, uh, individuals. Um, we're working with a great organization called Arrowheart, and they run uh, camps uh, for uh, underprivileged kids that uh, probably would otherwise never get into the great outdoors. And wow. uh, they, they have been using our site to raise... Um, Basically, camping gear, uh, backpacks, and uh, oh, nice. um, survival equipment, and uh, um, other kinds of things that you would take on a on a camping excursion, and providing each of these kids with uh, you know full complement of uh, camping gear as part of the program that they run. Um, we're also just starting a program uh, where, uh, yeah, and this is it's kind of current because of these kinds of tragedies, but <clears throat> there's a uh, a kind of uh, product called uh, Quick Clot, which is uh, it's a, a, a kind of a gauze type of material that um, stops traumatic bleeding fairly instantaneously, and um, and so it's a real lifesaver. And uh, when when somebody is uh, bleeding traumatically, whether that's from a, a car accident or a mass shooting, like we unfortunately see too often at colleges lately. Um, uh, this is the kind of thing that can literally save somebody's life. And so we've got uh, groups that are uh, getting ready to run drives where the purpose is to um, raise these kits so that um, you can have these uh, life-saving kinds of things in places where, unfortunately, bad things uh, sometimes happen. Mm. So it sounds like you have a great variety of drives going on that could be used for a 
just about anyone. Like, for example, my husband is a big outdoorsman. He likes doing things outdoors, camping and so forth. And so doing a charitable donation like that, I think he would really get a kick out of. So, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think most people, you know, they, they, um, lots of people have affinities for, for different things. And yes. um, we're just trying to make it easy for them to link up and, and yes. know how they're helping somebody that they can relate to. That's right. That's right. That's really fantastic. And just a question, a preview about what you might have in store for Amp Your Good. Do you have any plans or audacious goals for 2016? What's on the horizon for you? Well, uh, generally, we hope to continue to uh, grow fast. Um, you know, the the people donate more than $50 billion worth of things to all these kinds of drives across the country every year. And... Um, uh, I mentioned before that you know a good percentage of it's never used. Some 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 estimates are as high as fifty percent, wow. and so um, I would say our uh, generally we're hoping to uh, continue to grow rapidly uh, next year and beyond. Um, we are working on a on a specific thing. Um, we uh, we're looking to put together a couple of groups um, to make an attempt for the world's largest food drive. Ooh, and awesome. Guinness, Guinness World Book of Records. Oh, um, awesome. Uh, you know, Guinness has uh, records for just about everything, and uh, <laughs> there is one for food drives. So um, we're in the early planning stages of that. But uh, we, we, if, we, if we do it, we hope it becomes a way to, uh, again, raise a lot of food, but also, you know, create awareness that you can use food drives to um, raise healthier food. Okay, that's great. And that's really wonderful information that you share with us today. That's all the time that we have, so we need to get ready to wrap up. So I would like to thank you so much, Pat, for introducing us to Amp Your Good and for providing a great way to get the right goods to those in need, especially fresh, whole, nutritious foods to those who are facing food insecurity. I wish you all the best with your drives this season and with that Guinness World Record. That would be pretty awesome. Thank you again. Well, thanks so much, Sandra. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we'll see you next week, same time, same place. Our guest will be Michelle Rosenthal, who will discuss her book, Heal Your PTSD. This is an issue confronting not just military veterans, but many who have experienced trauma. She's a well-known voice in the PTSD field, and we'll expand on the messages provided by other guests on the show who have talked about this, like Baba Ram from Warriors for Healing and Suzanne Manafort from the Give Back Yoga Foundation's Mindful Yoga Project. And before we wrap up, I'd like to announce that I've teamed up with accomplished life and business coach Noam Kastuki for an adventure in expansion for health and wellness entrepreneurs and practitioners called Abundance Cubed. If you want to grow your abundance triple bottom line dramatically without compromising your values, we invite you to apply. You could be one of six entrepreneurs who receive business coaching and media exposure to compete for the biggest growth in wealth, impact, and happiness, that triple bottom line. To learn more, you can click on the Abundance Challenge banner on the GenR homepage, which you'll see, or you can go to wcubedcommunity.com, our radio show tab, and then the Abundance Cubed page. We hope you'll apply because it will be the journey of a lifetime. So thank you, everyone, again, for joining us. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. 
please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.